do have coming in confirmed reports of nuclear detonations. My God. Our soldiers were right. War. War never changes. Hello everybody, welcome finally to E3 Week 2015, and this is our episode on the Bethesda press conference, which was last night. We're recording on a Monday morning, and as always, Max Roberts is with me. Max, say hello to the people, it's E3 Week, celebrate. Hello to the people, it's E3 Week, let's celebrate. Uh, Thank you for being so sarcastic. Um, This is Millennial Gaming Speak, as I'm sure you know if you're listening. Um, as you know, we're recording a bunch of episodes this week. I think we're going to record five it, in three days or something like that. It's We we talked about we were going to do one for Bethesda, basically the th- main pressers, so Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, and then third parties. But Bethesda kind of like Bethesda is kind of a, yeah, Bethesda this year was big enough, we thought, to where we could just have an entire podcast about it. And we're excited, and we want to get started recording these podcasts, and they were first to go last night. E3 kicked off on a Sunday last night, which was kind of different. 10 o'clock yeah. Eastern. Yeah, it was a little went, bit strange, but it was kind of awesome. Went to, what, 11, 11.30? Uh, yeah, about 11.30. It was about 90 minutes long, I think. So It was... It was Let's let's get started. Let's yeah, let's talk about we'll this because you and I right had very different experiences. Yeah. Um, so this whole episode is going to be about the Bethesda show. Obviously, as we've said probably twenty five times now. Um, so we're just going to break down everything that happened in that show. Um, once again, though, look for our other episodes throughout the week. We're going to be posting a lot of stuff. We're going to the Xbox press events and. I think 90 minutes from now. So we're going to be yeah. jumping off this podcast immediately going to watch that. And then we're going to record an episode uh, for the Microsoft show this afternoon. And I'm sure we'll put that up as soon as possible. So just uh, be, be pay attention to our feed either on SoundCloud or on iTunes. It'll all be going up there. But, uh, yeah, go ahead and dive in here to the Bethesda show. Max, they gave us exactly what we thought they would last night. Um, they came out, of course, they talked about... Thank you for coming. All all the normal stuff they do. Um, but we expected to see three big games at this show. Uh, Doom was one of them. Fallout 4 was another. And we knew those two would be there for sure. They were confirmed to be. Yes, we knew they were coming. And then Dishonored 2 was another that we had heard rumor uh, that was going to be there. It leaked the day before. Yeah, it leaked the night before, which is becoming way too common this year with E3 reveals and i'm kind of lots of of leaks i hate it it makes me really mad that's a completely different subject though i hate the leaks but um so yeah we can save that we know that that could be a good discussion that could be a good topic discussion later um but yeah we knew that there was about three or four big games coming in that bethesda was going to talk about and so first thing they come out and they talk about is doom and they bring out i forget what his name is um from id software uh who's the developer of doom uh, to talk about the game, and up until this point, I don't think we'd seen any... We hadn't seen any mm. gameplay or even any trailers, really, for the new game. No, Doom has been pretty... Um, it's been behind closed doors close, for a Yeah, closed long doors. Time. It's very top secret. Yeah, they've. we know they've been working on this for probably a good four or five years now, it seems like. Um, 
id is the company who originally created it if i'm right with uh john carmack i could be getting completely wrong see this is one of those things where with millennials me and max kind of know about doom but we kind of don't know about doom it was one of those games that came out in a weird time where we were too young to play games but growing up we always heard about it because it's doom and it's like the original shooter so i was watching it last night and uh i was remembering in my video game history class i took two semesters ago talking about doom and mortal Kombat. like these set the bar for violence in video games and the demo they showed off last night certainly holds up to that standard of violence in video games it was gruesome in a very cool way yeah yeah so they come out and they talk about the game and they immediately launch into a demo which is typical e3 style press event they go straight into a demo uh first time anybody's seen the game and it looks very dark very grim takes place on mars once again and you're uh, cutting down demons and blowing their limbs off. And, uh, yeah, it's very violent. Uh, probably one of there the were... more violent games we'll see at E3 this year. Um, yeah, I missed I missed the first 15 minutes uh, due to the fallout of Game of Thrones here on the East Coast. But um, when I tuned in, there was, like, a chainsaw kill where it was just, like, ripping this demon in half. And then later on in the when they showed the single player again, there was... Like they, this you ripped the heart out of some giant monster and then shoved it down his throat and then he blew up. Like it's a, <laughs> it was intense and it all seemed pretty fluid. Yeah. Um, the game, what I kept saying was it's fast. This game yes. looked really quick. It's probably the fastest looking shooter I've seen. Yeah, and that's one of on the, console. I think that's one of the key components of Doom, and what uh, I think one of the things that Doom Three kind of did wrong was it slowed the experience down. Uh, Doom One and Two were known for being very twitchy, very quick games. You could get around the map at very high speeds, and you were constantly shooting things along the way. And uh, as I said, I don't know a lot about the series. I've never played a Doom game before, but I've seen enough, and I've seen other people play enough to know what I'm talking about at least. And honestly, uh, last night's Doom for the Doom relaunch, it looked honestly like a, a current-gen version of what was happening in the 90s with the old Doom games. Um, Which I think is what people want. I've heard yeah. uh, Jared Petty has said on Podcast Beyond, his biggest concern is the conversion of making the game feel fast. Because, you know, when it comes to a shooter like Doom where speed is important, the mouse and keyboard is the way to go because yeah. you can aim with a mouse so precisely and quickly. And they want, he wanted it to translate to console. And what I saw last night indicated that the game is still very fast which is uh very positive for fans like that but it's going to be interesting to see how it feels uh with thumbsticks instead of a mouse and keyboard yeah and from what i saw i think they got the three core components of doom down it's fast it's twitchy and it's violent and i think that's what it's certainly violent i i think those are some of the three core components of doom is that the, game, the gunplay, there was a lot of times in the demo where it looked like he was about to die and then you kill a couple more demons, pick up some health really quickly, and you keep moving on. you got to constantly be moving in that game. You well, rarely, we rarely saw the person demoing it, like, stopping to take a breather or anything. Well, like what I, I saw on Twitter, um, and I may have missed this in those first 15 minutes, but it, your health regenerates. You don't get it by standing off like and hiding and waiting for your health to regen. It won't do that. You get health back from killing things yeah um which is kind of interesting it may it's going to make you play aggressively instead of at a slower pace you know uh destiny is very 
a recent shooter that you can compare it to, like Destiny, when you're taking damage, you take cover. You don't run out there and shoot people. You take cover, use your weapons and gear the right way, and go back out there. But in Doom, it's going to want you to be very aggressive. You're going to be running around, killing these demons, trying to get up close and personal to them to do these special kills. Uh, they didn't look like uh, quick time events where you'd hit, you know, hit certain buttons to do it. Those prompts weren't on screen, so I'm curious if it's just a cutscene that you activate by hitting a certain button, or if they kind of just stripped the HUD down a little bit to show off how pretty the game looked or things like that. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I really think they found a good way to bring the fast-paced, old-school style of Doom from uh, the old games into, like I said, this current generation. I think they've really shown that they can do that. Um, one of the other things that I really think they look like they've pulled off for the most part is the gunplay, um, especially the amount of guns they had. All the guns looked like they had their own distinct characteristics. They all look really fun to use. And uh, like you mentioned earlier, the melee system looks awesome as well. There was a lot of cool melee kills in this game, uh, in this demo outside of uh, just the, the chainsaw. Um, there was literally a part where... I mean, you ripped a person's head in half. I mean, you tore their skull in two. Uh, it's very, it's, it looks, it looks great. Uh, and the thing that I like about the melee too is that it keeps up with that fast paced. Uh, when you go in for a melee kill, it's not a slow animation or anything. I mean, you get in there, you do a cool little animation, and you get out of it quick, and you're already back shooting. Uh, I think mm-hmm. the, I think the core, core elements of gameplay that they have. Uh, really look like they fit well and with the fast pace in it just like we keep hitting on everything this game looks fast and I really think they found a way to pull it off and make sure that the player is not slowing down at any point and they're constantly moving forward and I think part of that is they keep feeding enemies on screen as well too I was watching the uh, demo with one of my friends and he was at one point he's just like geez how many enemies are on this freaking level like they just kept coming in and in and in and I think that's awesome that they just do keep coming in non-stop because, I mean, otherwise you have no reason to continue running around the map like a crazy person shooting everything in sight. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important with this series. Um, as somebody who's never played it before, it definitely intrigued me. It looked like a lot of fun. I was I was very interested. It, out of all the games they showed off, I, it was the one I was most interested in. Yeah, I, I think that if... I think people... I wonder how people our age will receive it. Um, people who, like I said, haven't played the older dooms but definitely know what it is and definitely are aware of its presence within uh, gaming history i wonder how they'll receive this and if they'll decide to throw some money at it um it looks like a lot of fun i'm excited for it. what did they say is the release spring 2016 yeah early uh, next year early next year for uh ps4 xbox one and pc is uh what they're aiming for uh we'll see if they make it i'd honestly be surprised if it got I, I wouldn't be surprised if it got delayed. It just Doom seems like one of those games, kind of like a, kind of like a Duke Nukem or something that it just seems like we always get so close to having it, and then something stupid happens, and then it gets pushed back. So uh, we'll see if they stay true with that uh, spring 2016 release date. But right now it looks pretty great. Uh, the other thing they did show off after the single player though was they talked about the multiplayer, which is something Doom was known for a lot in the past. Um, I, I did miss that part. You did miss that so. part. Yeah. It looked it looked all right. It looked kind of interesting. It looked more like arena combat, and it looked like it had that fast paced 
that like like we keep talking about over and over it looked like it has the same fast pace that the single player does in the multiplayer so it looks like it could be interesting uh we really didn't see a whole lot about it one thing they did talk about though that i think is worth note and i don't know if you saw this was the um I think they called it the Doom, the Doom Snap Map. Snapshot. Snap Map. Snap Map. Yeah. Okay. Did you see this? Uh, I was at the tail end of it. Like they were like, and that's Doom Snap Map. That's yeah. what. Like that's where I tuned in. Uh, but it's like you create your own Doom levels or something. Yeah, correct? it's basically like Little Big Planet Doom. Uh, you can okay. create your own maps, either multiplayer or co-op. Uh, create some sort of. Uh, some sort of like objective like so you could create a horde style map with that you could do with co-op with friends or something like that or you could create a multiplayer level where it's deathmatch uh you can basically create all these different environments and all of these different uh uh, combat scenarios to do with either your friends or against your friends um and it looks really similar to me i brought up like old uh, forge maps from halo that's kind of what it reminded me of but it looked um, much more accessible like you could make maps at a higher rate like a lot a lot faster like we keep simpler streamlined yeah it's more it's way more simple um it looks like the way that you make the maps is just easier and much more user friendly than something like forge mode forge mode was often very very clunky uh so yeah, I thought I thought that it looked kind of interesting. Uh, it'll be in, it'll be cool to see what the community does with that when it finally comes out. Uh, and it's something it's something neat that I think they've integrated. Um, but yeah, after that they jumped into the second half of the single player demo, and that was about it. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it looked like I said, thought it looked great. I'm definitely. It was a great interested. way to open the show. It was. It got everybody hyped up, and it kind of got their adrenaline pumping because that's the kind of game Doom is. It's very, it's very, it's very. I it has know. a legacy. Yeah, it's it's it got people in the room excited, uh, mm. more excited than they already were because they knew Fallout was coming. Um, so after that, they kind of eased things back. They talked about who came out next. I think it was I the guys it was from Dishonored. Was, yeah, I think it was, it was the Ar- guys from Arcane Studios came out. Um, mm-hmm. They talked about uh, Dishonored, how they had made the game, and they showed off. Here's what we're doing next, and then a trailer Dishonored for Dishonored Two, two hit. Um, um, Max, you haven't. I played the first one. I really liked it. What did you think of yeah, it? I, d- I didn't play Dishonored one, so uh, I was going in pretty. I didn't really care too much. Like I was interested, but not like a, ooh, I'm excited for Dishonored two. It seemed the character still had similar abilities, um, you know, teleporting and magic type things. It was CG, correct? The trailer. Um. Yeah, I think so. A lot of people said yeah, they thought so it was actually it was more, play, but it was definitely it's more CG. representative of like what you can do, which is in, which kind of indicates to me that they're not very far along. Um, it was cool looking. She was very aggressive at the end, like they didn't go the stealth approach. But it was cool, interesting. You do get to play as female character this time around, um, which you know is cool. You It'll get be, to play as either. You get to play as both a female character and a male character. I think they say. Oh, so it's like a dual protagonist thing. Yeah, you get to choose one or the other, but each one does something different. So it might be like, for one mission, you only get to choose one person, but each person is completely different. So it might be one of those games where you replay it twice or something like that to get to see all. Kind of like a birth by sleep. Yeah. Okay. But it was it was interesting. I didn't really. 
like those robots came in and defended the guy and like she slowed down time or something and like shot an arrow and stuff and like blew them all up and it was all cool things that you could do and I'm assuming you could do similar things in the last game mm-hmm. um, it's interesting I'm curious about it for sure yeah I uh I thought, honestly, I mean, it's hard to dissect just from a two-minute trailer or whatever what we saw. Um, I do like that the one, there's Emily is now one of the protagonists. Uh, Emily in the first game was one of the... In the first game you play is a guy named Corvo, I think. Um, and he's like a bodyguard, and he protects this girl, Emily, and that's who he's assigned to protect. And the whole game, I think you're trying to get her back. It's been a while, if I'm wrong, sorry. Um... But yeah, so it looks like now in this game, she's a little bit more grown up, and she is an assassin as well with Corvo, and uh, so I thought I that was it'll... cool. The dual protagonist thing can add to the story, but yeah. it also, like uh, The Witcher 3, uh, kind of has a similar structure, sort of, where there's certain missions where you can play as Ciri, yeah. um, but one of the things with Ciri is that she is much more limited than Geralt. Um, she only has she doesn't have any heavy attacks she's only fast she does have certain magic abilities that he doesn't but she can't like cast signs and stuff so the dual protagonist if handled correctly uh, if they're both fully enabled and they both can do similar things not the exact and you know i don't want to skin over the other character but um if they're both fully featured you know they both have sets of abilities they can tap into and do certain weapons but you know um like I don't like in Sly Cooper two and three you could play as the core crew you could they're all pretty fully featured but there were certain things that the other couldn't do and that's kind of how I'd want to see a dual protagonist thing handled instead of the Witcher three way. Yeah, I think they might have even said that each of them will have their own unique abilities. Um, don't I once again I'm not one hundred percent sure about that, but I feel like they might have mentioned that last night. Um, but either way, I feel like that'll definitely be the case. If you pick one or the other, you're definitely probably going to lose out on some certain aspects that the other character would have or wouldn't have. Um, so I definitely think that'll probably end up happening in the gameplay. Um, yeah, they but followed it up what? with the they followed it up with the definitive edition, right? Yeah, they sh- so after the trailer, they showed off uh, for. Dishonored 2, they said that the definitive edition is coming uh, this fall. So Dishonored 1 with all the DLC packages will be on Xbox One and PS4 this fall. Boo! Oh, I'm so sick of those. Like, No, I, uh, it's, it's, it depends on the game you want because there's the Uncharted trilogy and I could not be more excited to play those games again. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I'm just tired of it. I just feel like, I just wonder how much, I know they outsource this stuff to other studios, but I just miss the days where we all had to be patient for a new game that was coming out and not, we didn't have to be, satiate our thirst with an older game that was up or something like that. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just yeah. getting it's just getting kind of tiring at this point. How it, literally everybody is doing it. It's not just like oh, yeah. a select few. It's the they, entire they industry. They make us pay for backwards compatibility. It's yeah, smart. Yeah, it's good it's, I, I hate, that's what I hate the most is that you're just paying for the same game again. Uh, we won't get too into that just because I don't feel like it even deserves it. Heck, they didn't even talk about it at the press conference last night that much. Um, but yeah, Dishonored Two. I thought it looked good. Looked more the same. Um, I'm really excited for it. I, I've said this before to a couple people. I don't know if I've said this all the show. I really like Dishonored 1. 
uh, kind of in the same vein that I liked Assassin's Creed one, but I think they could definitely improve on a bunch of things. Um, it has that potential to be the Assassin's Creed two. Yeah, it kind of really launches the franchise. Yeah, I think that I think that they could make a big jump from one to two, and it's going to be about four years between the games. So uh, this definitely isn't a game that's. Uh, I don't think they're thinking about annualizing it like Assassin's Creed. They've definitely put in the time to make this one, um, so they've got a couple years of dev work behind them, and I hope it really shows. And I hope there's a bunch of more. Uh, unique concepts in this game and uh, yeah I just hope that it's a lot better experience all the way around because it's been a while since I played the first one I just remember that I did have a couple complaints with it and I hope that they improve on it um, after that let's see what did Bethesda talk about next we know they got Fallout Elder, they talked Elder to, Scrolls yeah, the card game yeah they showed off Elder Scrolls Legends which is a card game it's coming to PC and I, uh, iPad they said um really don't know much more than that they showed off a reveal trailer just said they like playing card and, games and yeah like it wasn't even there wasn't even gameplay or concept it was literally just like shots of elder scrolls the world um because elder scrolls online just came out and then they said it just the logo came up uh, elder scrolls legends a card game it was like which could you be know cool. so i mean it can be hearthstone now has some competition and so does Gwent. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot about Gwent. Let me see here. Let me look. Uh, they showed off. Uh, they announced that Battlecry, which is a game that's been being worked on by some studio, is getting a beta. It's Battlecry Studios. Yeah, Battlecry Studios. There you go. Um, if you want to sign up for the beta of that game, go ahead. It looks like a multiplayer-heavy action game. Uh, but a lot of people, a lot of my friends told me it looks just like Team Fortress 2. That's exactly what I said. I said it looks like a dorky version of Team Fortress, even though I guess Team Fortress is Fortress kind is of, pretty dorky. Kind of dorky already. But um, um, I mean, it's interesting. Those games are fun um, when team building and stuff. I mean, Evolve does it. Left 4 Dead 2 does it. It's that your team has a certain role to do, and you need to execute it. It is third person, it looked like, which could be interesting. Yeah. Um so it was cool. Uh, I guess it was revealed last year, and now it's in beta. So probably it will be a 2016 game for sure. Yeah, most likely. So if you want to sign up for the beta for that, go ahead and go. I don't know where to send you. Go dig around on the internet. I'm sure you'll find Google it somewhere. Google Battle Cry. I'm sure it'll Battle Cry the game, I think. Battle Cry the game, the beta, the experience. Dot org. 2015. E3. Slash Bethesda. Slash Fallout. Battle Cry Studios. You'll find it. Just Google that. Um, so yeah, and then what else did they and show off? They showed off Elder. That, they showed off some trailer for Elder Scrolls Online, which whatever. It looked like an expansion or something like that. Boo! We don't even care. Um, okay, so finally, last thing they Logan, talked about. Logan's Logan's ready now. Yeah, He's I'm, been I'm working ready. the whole podcast up to we, this point. We've talked about all the stupid filler stuff. No, Doom looks really cool. I'm actually really excited for Dishonored as well. But the real reason we came to this and watched this bethesda's show was fallout 4 duh so of course they come out and they say uh all right well we think that's it uh hope you guys enjoyed our this blah 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 blah. and they act like they're gonna close it of course they're not uh they introduce todd howard who is probably one of the sexiest dudes in the gaming industry my goodness i love that band um one thing i made sure to point out to max who's a bethesda hater was that they said the last three games todd howard has made have all been game of the year so yeah hmm, hmm, there might be something there max there might be something there um 
Never played them. A bl- what you make? See, that's your problem. All right, we'll get into that. So they came out, and they, Todd Howard began talking about uh, the whole reason they're having this press con- this press event for the most part was because of Fallout 4, because he wanted to do one big demo for the entire year of E3 and then not have to go demo it at a bunch of smaller locations once again. Because I remember a couple years ago when Skyrim was out, he demoed that game. I saw him demo that game at least like three or four times just by watching different outlets outlets coverage of E3, um, and it had to drive him insane. Uh, so he said he wanted to do one big demo this year, and so they showed off Fallout. Um, where to even start? They showed off so much. What they started with was a bunch of concept art. Yeah, which actually was pretty cool to me. I thought it was. I thought it was neat. They they talked about just uh, how much love they put into this game and how much time they put into it. And they started off by showing off the concept art, and then the last piece of concept art they showed was uh, one of the was I don't even know how to put this was pre bomb droppage. Uh, so yeah, before what they the did apocalypse was they, uh, happened. So yeah, before, they took us back to 2077. Yeah, so before the bombs dropped, they uh, the last piece of concept art they showed was a uh, nice-looking suburban society. And uh, Todd Howard said that that's where the game will begin. It'll begin before the apocalypse happens, and that's where they led into the demo. Um, and they showed it's off... It's interesting. It, the game starts... Like, you play in 2077. A lot of people were thinking um, that you wouldn't, like, it'd be time travel or something, but the game starts before the bomb drops. Yeah. So, the game starts, they show off the character creator. Um, you uh, you create your character, it starts off, you're looking at yourself in the mirror, and you start creating your character's face and what you want to look like. Your wife is standing over your shoulder, critiquing yourself on how you look and stuff like that. And you can also go ahead and decide to choose your wife instead and play as a girl so you can be a boy or a girl in this game. Hooray for equal opportunity. Um, So, yeah, and after you get your character all created and stuff, it shows uh, you just start walking around your house. You see you've got a kid. And one of the things, one of the small details that I know that they pointed out was that uh, depending on what you and your wife both look like, uh, they've designed that the baby will look like a combination of you two, which I thought was really interesting and kind of just fun. Um, so you begin exploring your house. Somebody from Vault Tech comes to your house. They That's where you apply all of your initial skills and abilities. Um, and then after that, uh, they kind of led right in and showed that... Uh, the bombs are dropping. You got to get to your vault. So you sprint all the way to your vault. They didn't show a lot of it. Todd Howard said that they wanted to kind of keep uh, plot details. He, he was like, scarce. I don't want to, spo- I don't want to spoil the story. Yeah. Uh, but here I'm spoiling the story. He said that, he said that they were going to keep uh, plot story details. They, were, they weren't going to talk about the story all night. Uh, but the one thing you yeah. do know is that you enter the, that you're outside the vault when the bombs drop. Somehow you survive, Somebody though. Get in. You get lowered into the vault, and then you wake up 200 years later. You're the only survivor of the, vault, and, of the vault, and you emerge into the new Boston area. And there is, there's something I wanted to say really quick. Like, when one of, one of my problems that I had with this demo and with the game in general, and I kind of carried throughout the whole thing, like when that vault tech guy showed up, or the character creator... Especially when the Vault Tech guy showed up, man. He just looked so rough. Like his mouth looked like a triangle. 
like he just it looks so janky and I was like and it was kind of up through that whole part the old the 2077 part but as soon as the bomb dropped and you know they transitioned to you know 200 years later the dude came out of the vault which is apparently a pretty big moment in Fallout 3 correct me if I'm wrong yeah but like he comes out and then there's the whole world and that looked awesome the world looked really good but the character models looked really rough and i've heard people say like the world is the character in fallout um and the exploration is really cool but like the dog looks really just old like i don't like up to the bomb dropping i was like this could run on a ps3 what i'm looking at right now but then they transition to the open world it's like okay look at that draw distance look at i mean you can go you can go to that building you can go to that mountain in theory um there's so much to do in this world and that was the part that was interesting to me and like if the game is fun i it doesn't you know i can't knock it for looking that bad or that rough i should say too much but you know if everything i'm interacting with up close looks so janky um i don't that's kind of jarring like that would pull me out of the world i would think over um it keeping me immersed into it here's the i get what you're saying here's the one thing i'll say uh bethesda has always been very open that they uh about their character models and they know they're not the best and uh, stuff like that um seriously though like you said the character the world is the character and that Mm -hmm. sounds cheesy and that sounds dumb but it honestly is well no it's i mean it it doesn't have to be like um I mean, that's what they invest their time into. You saw all the concept art and stuff like that. That's what they invest their time into, and that's what they want to be varied, and that's what they want to be different and look unique and stuff like that. The characters are just kind of there to fill the world itself. Um, Honestly, there's not a whole lot of main characters in the Fallout, like in any of Bethesda's games. Uh, You don't really have any, like, run-ins with characters over and over and over through the series. Um so there's it's really, a pretty isolated game yeah it's correct. an isolated experience when you're playing the game so when you do see characters you're either one shooting them or two talking to them <laughs> maybe for once ever in the entire game for about two minutes yeah so, it was i mean it doesn't really i don't i don't think it comes into play that much i'll agree they don't have the best character models but i mean it doesn't it's never anything that like bothers me i guess just because like other npcs aren't really a huge part of that world it's you going around blowing off super mutants' heads and doing mm. your own thing. The, the only character in the game that matters is yourself, and it's it's, game, it's all about you. So the game looks like a huge melting pot as well. Like so, the demo continued, and you were kind of in the open world. Um, it did a little story stuff. You can tell the dog what to do. That looked a little. I'm interested to see what else the dog can yeah. do because right now it's kind of just a go fetch this type thing. Yeah. Um, but obviously, like a demo like that is done weeks and weeks before E3. You know, like that build is, old, you know, so I'm interested to see if the dog can do more than just fetch or attack. I'm sure. Or it go can. somewhere. Maybe. Um, we'll see. Yeah, that's one. Uh, but the, a lot of people love the dog. I love dogs in games. So that'll be cool. And then. Did they transition from there to... They showed off combat a little bit. They, uh... Just real quick. Did they, they do the... Vax did they is... go to the Pip-Boy after that? 
Yeah, they talked about that a little bit. They showed off. They showed off. They showed off the dog in combat at about the same time. They showed that uh, mm-hmm. Vats is back, so the targeting system is back. We all knew it would be hooray. Uh, they talked about the pit boy for a little bit. Uh, one thing that they did say was coming was uh, an app for your smartphone. Uh, it's basically a pit boy app. You can sync it to your PlayStation or Xbox or PC, whatever you play on. Basically, your phone becomes the pit boy itself. So you can mess with all of your items, all of your attributes. Every it kind of it reminds me of the Destiny app in a way, where you can control like the vault and gear and move things around like that. Yeah. But it looks. What's cool though is um, the Pip Boy looks like the one in the game. Yes. And I imagine it'll function like the one in the game too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So the Pip Boy in the game is really like low. It looks it looks like bad technology, so it's probably easy to run on the iPhone. Um, the cool thing is they're coming out with a Pit Boy Collector's Edition, so you can have a Pit Boy. Uh, Already can... sold out on Amazon. Is it really? I almost pre-ordered one this morning. I just decided against it. I'll probably get one in GameStop instead. You need to. You need to get to GameStop soon. Then um, Best Buy Online, I think, still has them up. But yeah, it's one hundred twenty dollars. Comes with a Pit Boy itself, where you can put your phone in and uh, use that second screen app. So you literally have a giant Pit Boy on your arm. Um, so that'll be that's it's gonna be pretty sweet yeah to me like i have a ton of collector's editions and games and stuff and that looks like kind of the ultimate experience for a fallout fan i thought it was going to be way more expensive i did too i I thought it was going to be a 200 hundred dollar collector's edition because the pit boy is huge but it is 120 dollars which is a lot more reasonable to me yeah um i'm i'm curious about the build of it how like cheap it feels like plasticky or if it's really got some weight to it and it's a nice really quality build but it's it's a really cool collector's edition if you're a huge fan of fallout um so i'm trying to think yeah i'm trying to think what else they showed off did they i think they went to the house building yeah they showed off the crafting system as a whole so there's a couple locations in the game they said this looks somewhat similar to skyrim um if you've played skyrim you know there was a like somewhat of a house crafting system in the game you could build your own homestead um, and create certain attributes about it. Um, looks sort of similar to that, but you can literally now create it from the ground up. You start with just a foundation, and you go from there. Um, you can essentially do anything you want. You can create any style house you want. Uh, there's even it's really deep too. There's a lot of electric electrical components to it. You can create your own lights and your own turret defenses that protect against raiders because they will try to attack your base. Um, I, I can't even remember everything they showed off with the house the house stuff. It was just so expansive. Basically, basically, it's Animal Crossing and Fallout. Yeah, yeah. It's Essentially, an- but you have to build defenses and stuff. So um, I've heard it compared to Minecraft in that regard. Um, you just build and expand yeah. and defend and stuff. Yeah. Then... Yeah, so the they, sh- they showed on, one thing that Todd Howard said was that was completely optional within the game. You don't have to do it if you don't want to, which, yeah. of course, like, I figure a lot of people will like, because I know a lot of people don't like that stuff, and honestly, if I'm being serious, like, I don't put a lot of time into it. I thought it looked really cool, though. Um, sticking with the whole crafting system, so basically, yeah, you can craft your own house. In addition to that, they showed there's an entire new crafting system for weapons. I think they said that you can, they, they started doing, like, a, uh, fast forward type uh, video showing just how many different models of guns you could create. Um, you can start off with a basic uh, 
laser rifle and then cr- end up creating like a scattershot laser sniper out of it or something. I think they said there's 50 yeah. base weapons each 50 with, base and like each with 70 different possible customizable options. So basically hundreds of combinations. Yeah, there's going to be which there's serious there's serious potential for real depth there. You know, like your play he emphasizes a lot and it's evident in the gameplay they showed off. This this is going to be your experience. Like if I if I get Fallout 4 and I play it and Logan plays it, our two experiences with the game are going to be vastly different based on, you know, if I pour all my time into building a house and um, your Logan's very light and doesn't do a lot, but Logan's super into building a certain type of gun that uses whatever technology, you know, and he, the whole experience is sound just like the depth and complexity in the game is almost overwhelming, kind of like the Phantom Pain in a sense. Yeah. Like the Phantom Pain looks a little huge too. So, yeah. Fallout is a very it, interesting prospect. The depth that they've put in the small things like uh, like crafting and house building and weapon building, uh, in addition to the depth that they already have in the game world itself, is just really daunting, and it looks really really cool. Tad tad overwhelming. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. The crafting system looks great. Uh, after they showed the crafting system, they showed the guns being used. Um, as somebody who did not like first-person uh, style action in Fallout 3 or Fallout New Vegas, I can safely say that it looks like the first-person shooting is much better in this game. Much, much better. It but, looks like there's iron sights now. There you is, know, the gun, the gunplay looks, looks like in Fallout 3, if you weren't using VATS, you were having a tough time killing anything. It took a couple dozen hours for you to really get good at using their clunky shooting system. It looks like things are completely different in this game, and the, sh- and the gun gun mechanics look way better. Um, so it looks like you'll be able to actually fight outside of using VATS constantly and enjoy yourself for one, and two, be effective in combat. Um, that looks really, really great. Um, if I don't even know how to explain it. If you if you can't if you if you haven't seen the new gunplay and you're interested, just go watch the trailer. But you know, Logan, really good. if you're if you're not really a big fan of the first person shooting, you could always play the game in third person. That's true. Even though the third whole person- game apparently can be played in third person as well, which again contributes to making it your experience. Which I mean, which Todd is something kept is saying done, over and over and over, all the way back yeah. until Oblivion. You can always it's switch just, back and forth between those. It's insane. So if you want to play, you third, can customize. You can customize your power armor. Yeah, that's another thing. Uh, you can customize your power armor in addition to customizing your weapons. There's a whole lot of stuff, and I just keep thinking of even more stuff that they talked about. Um, but yeah, basically, it looks incredible. If like I feel like our discussing it here is not doing it justice, you really need to go watch the whole 35 minute gameplay trailer and or gameplay discussion. I guess that they showed off. It really does look incredible, and if you're interested in it at all, um, go check it out. But uh, the last little bit of news that they showed off. And the most important bit of news, uh, Todd Howard ended up saying Which? that he didn't want anybody to wait for the game, and so it will be releasing this year, November 10th, 2015. Which, hallelujah, thank you, Todd Howard. A lot of people were expecting, like, because they yeah. did that with Fallout 3, right? Uh, they announced Fallout 3 in 2007, and it came out in 2008. Okay. Uh, there was um, about a year. I thought but, it was a quick turnaround. Cause... No, there was, it was about 12 to 18 months. Now this fall is just so packed. 
And you, obviously Fallout is going to be the one standing above all the bodies at the end. Yeah, Fallout's going to be dropping bombs, like, literally I mean, and Like I said, the, the special editions already sold out. Yeah, people there are... There is gonna, a... Games are gonna for this move game? out of the fall for this game. They're gonna move. They're gonna. They're gonna move their game to spring, just to give themselves more dev time, and because they don't want to be in the blast radius of Fallout Four. Man, I'm uh, on it with these bomb puns, man. Um, so yeah, they're gonna be wanting to move out of Fallout Four's path because that game is going to wreck other other games' sales. Uh, there's a couple games that can probably hold their own: Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, Halo. Besides that. Whew, I mean, good luck if you're releasing a borderline game this this fall, because there's some heavy competition now. Yeah, it's um, gonna be fierce. So, but yeah, I can't think of anything else. Uh, they showed off a new iOS game. Uh, it's a Fallout yeah, style game. Yeah, it's like a um, it's, it's called like Fallout a, Shelter. Yeah, you, it's like, like a tiny tower type whatever. game. Yeah, over the shelter. So it's interesting. I have uh, it on my phone right now. It's available. So to do download. I. If you want to go play, download it, download it. It's fun. It's free. There yes. are microtransactions. You can buy these lunch boxes. Um, it doesn't seem like the lunch boxes are too important. Like it's not um no, it's a pay to win scenario. Like yeah, there's doesn't seem like they're shoving it in your face nothing, either. It's nothing big, so you don't have to worry about it. Uh, Bethesda knows what they're doing, and Bethesda we trust. Um, but yeah, so okay, before we close, so Max, I know you're still skeptical on Fallout, but did it get you any more hyped? Just like, seeing. I feel like I feel like they showed off everything that w- I'll say this as a fan. They showed off everything that's going to be new in the game. And I feel like all of the great things about Fallout that we love, they really didn't show as much because that's just assumed that it's it'll already be there. So they the, focused on the crafting system a lot and stuff. And I know the things that they focused on might not get a person like you hyped necessarily, but as a person who's looking for change in the series, it got me really excited. Um, I I watched it and I'm not I'm not on board the hype train. But when they showed him coming out of the vault and they switched the camera to third person and you could see the world around him and, like, the draw distance and how detailed that was, I was like, that's something I could get behind. Yeah, that's... But uh, then... That's the best part about The beginning the of the demo where they were in 2077, I was like, I cannot get behind this. Well, all of the games have to have an intro. I don't know if you... Fallout 3, you start out as a baby, like, literally. I've heard that, yes. So, and then Fallout New Vegas, you start out, and you're dead, and they have to remake you. Yeah, so it's... So there's always, like, some sort of, like, funny kind of interested. I'm more interested, but I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. The the you opening know. to Fallout 4, I guarantee you, the last, like, 15, 20 minutes tops, too. So oh, I'm sure. It reminds ha- me a lot have of a Bioshock of the... environment, like a world. Yeah. They'll have you out of that vault fast. Um, yeah, that's the best thing about this series, though, is when you get out of that vault, you look around, you realize how big the game world is, you check your pit boy to see how big the map is, you realize really just how big the game world is, and then you realize that you can go anywhere in the world at any point. Like, that's the Ta-da. best thing, is you just kind of start searching. Now, the game kind of tries to push you in a direction. Like, obviously, uh, they showed off that you go back to your neighborhood and you find your old, old robo-butler, and he talks to you there for a minute or two. Uh, that'll obviously kind of be the direction they're pushing you in, to go talk to him and stuff like that. But besides that, literally, you could go in a complete opposite direction. I mean, you might be screwed, and you might not be able to find any weapons or guns. Uh, but 
I mean, you can go anywhere and do anything, and that's what's great about that series. So I'm excited. It's my most anticipated game now. I've talked about that too. Uh, Batman's next week, but then... Oh, my gosh, Batman is a week away. I know. It's going to be good. <sighs> it's going to be nuts. But, yeah, that was Bethesda. They did a very good job uh, for their first presser. Yeah, official they, presser. they did do really well. Um, I don't know if they'll do it again just because they needed 45 minutes worth of Fallout content to fill up their 90-minute time slot. But uh, we'll see. It was really great. I enjoyed it. As a fan of Bethesda games, I enjoyed it. Max sounds like he enjoyed it as a fan of not really Video Bethesda games. games. Yeah, as a fan of games in general, he enjoyed it. Um, but, yeah, it was great. I think we both enjoyed it. And uh, that's going to be it for this episode. We'll be back uh, here probably later this afternoon with our thoughts on the Xbox press conference. Um, I think we're going to upload our Sony one early tomorrow. We'll keep you posted. I I mean, like, we're recording so often that if you honestly are listening to these as soon as we post them, uh, you'll you'll be following us and we'll keep you To stay in the loop, though, on when episodes do go live, when they're on our iTunes or SoundCloud, you'll want to follow us on Twitter. Yes. You can follow the podcast officially on at mgs podcast right yeah it's a, yeah and then logan here is at more man 12 that's m-o-o-r-e man 12 and then i'm at max the white follow us we're going to be tweeting during the press conferences i know i am at least yeah i will um, be too yeah it's going to be fun microsoft starts here in 45 minutes so probably gonna grab some lunch and then sit down and tune in for that but that's gonna start here pretty soon then there's ea ubisoft sony today it's gonna be quite the day it's gonna be a busy day so we gotta get out of here i gotta go edit this show actually i gotta edit this show get it live and then hopefully sit down and watch the xbox presser so uh, we'll be back we'll be back here in a couple hours and we hope you will be too thanks for tuning in Let's go, pal.